Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for Friday, Black Friday, November 25th. And the Flyers back in action today, looking to end an eight-game winless skid against the oldest team in the NHL, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sidney Crosby has played well over 1,000 games. Evgeny Malkin just played over 1,000 games, and it's the Flyers and the Penguins today at Wells Fargo Center. Unfortunately for the Flyers, they don't have a lot of players on their roster right now that have a history with the Flyers-Penguins rivalry. Pittsburgh's got those guys, and certainly you'll hear the displeasure of the local fans in the building at Wells Fargo Center today at 530 uh, with guys like Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang, uh, an old friend in Jeff Carter. But not a lot of guys on this Flyers roster have that sordid history that Crosby and Malkin have. Um, Unfortunate that is the case right now. I guess when everybody would be healthy, that would be Sean Couturier and then probably Travis Konechny with the most tenure of guys that played a lot of games against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But Flyers come in today, and they'll try and stop this winless skid at 8. If you can't stop it today, it gets real tough to stop it from hitting double digits tomorrow because you have a back-to-back and tomorrow's game on the road in New York to take on the Islanders, who right now are sitting in the second spot of the Metropolitan Division. The Isles two points up on the Canes and the uh, New York Rangers, and they are three points up on today's opponent. Through t- 20 games so far for the Penguins, they are 10-7-3. 23 points plus 7 in goal differential, 6-3-1 in their last 10, and they've won four straight games. The Pens had to be... The Penguins have been up and down like a toilet seat <laughs> this entire season. They won... Four of their first five, they went 4-0-1 in their first five games. Then they lost seven straight. Then they won two, lost two, and now they've won four straight. So they haven't had a lot of consistency. They've had some good clumps and some bad clumps. And we're only at the quarter pole of the season. It's 20 games in, uh, but the Penguins have been a bit inconsistent and up and down so far this season. They are coming off, by the way. Uh, here's the four wins. Minnesota Wild on the road. They beat the Wild 6-4. They beat the Winnipeg Jets on the road 3-0. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks on the road 5-3. And then they beat the Calgary Flames uh, back home 2-1. And that was a shootout win uh, for the Penguins. So they've won four straight. As I mentioned, the Flyers have now gone winless in eight straight games. And another really tough defeat at the hands of the Washington Capitals on uh, Wednesday night in overtime, and the Flyers look to pick up the pieces today. Now, I just mentioned that Evgeny Malkin went over 1,000 games. He's played 1,001 NHL games so far. And he and Crosby, each over 1,000 games, have faced the Flyers a ton. Matter of fact, they haven't faced another team more. So for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Sidney Crosby's faced the Flyers 80 times. Against the Flyers, oddly enough, they're not— he doesn't have his best numbers against the Flyers. He has his highest goal numbers, 51 goals, 69 assists, 120 points. He actually has 128 points versus the New York Islanders in two less games at 78, but only 40 of those are goals. So we've seen our fair share of Sidney Crosby, and of course he scored 50 against the Flyers as well. Now, Evgeny Malkin doesn't have as many, has dealt with injuries a little bit more than Sidney Crosby, but he has played the Flyers 67 times. He has 29 goals, 53 assists, and 82 points. And the only other team that he's got more points against 
again, the New York Islanders. He's played only in 70 games against the Islanders, 32-52 for 84 points. We'll see those two at Wells Fargo Center today. As I mentioned right from the hop, the Penguins are the oldest team in the NHL with an average age of 29.91 years of age. And we've been looking at them for years. It seems like three or four years at this point going, oh, the Penguins are going to fall off. The Penguins aren't going to make the playoffs. They still, with some players that are really up there in years, Crosby's getting up there. Certainly, Malkin is up there, Latang as well, and others, Jeff Carter. Uh, they are an older team, but we'll see if they can sustain through this season. By comparison, the Flyers are 22nd in the NHL in average age at 26.86. So the Penguins, the oldest at 29.91. The Flyers, 22nd in the National Hockey League. So I said the other day in the episode that on Friday's episode, today's episode, that John Tortorella will be joining us. Unfortunately, uh, some things came up and we weren't able to get that done and get that recorded. We will get that over the next couple of days. But I was kind of going through the questions that in my prep that I was going to ask Torts about. And, you know, one of them was something I talked about yesterday about preventing that here we go again defeated mindset. But another one thing that I wanted to ask him about, and I just wanted to mention it here, because it's something I almost forgot about. When John Tortorella was first hired as the Flyers coach, one of the things or one of the talking points that he had several availabilities that he mentioned in his introductory press conference, he mentioned it in other media availabilities, he mentioned it with me in my sit-down interview with him one-on-one. He mentioned it with other people in their one-on-one interviews as well. And it was about leadership in the locker room. And the term that he had used was, that's the first, he said, basically, that's the first thing I'm going to tackle. From what I understand, the locker room was fractured. Now, I don't know if that was through talking to players or talking to management, combination thereof talking to people that were here, maybe that aren't here, all those different elements. And, you know, it's leadership in a hockey team is is multiple guys. It's never one guy or even just three guys. If it's a captain and two alternates, it's still much more than that. But when you're trying to tackle the leadership in a fractured locker room from last year with all of these injuries, I think that's really difficult. Because I get the sense that Torts is one of those guys, based on what he says, that can't worry about the guys that are unavailable to him. I think he said on one occasion, when I make a lineup, I can't think about those guys because I can't put them in it. I have to think about the guys that are here and they can go. So how do you tackle that fractured locker room from a year ago, as he termed it, and get that nipped in the bud this season when you have such huge figures in that locker locker room out? Sean Couturier, Travis Konechny now, Scott Lawton now, obviously Cam Atkinson, a guy that advocated for torts and a guy that is a veteran leader that played under torts before. It's one of those other things that I wonder, how has he tackled that part of the equation? Wondering how he's tackling the here-we-go-again defeated mentality and how has he tackled the fractured locker room by his terms that uh, over the summer that he mentioned several times. Just the things that I ponder. And when we get him on, I'll certainly ask him both of those questions uh, with certainty. Let's get to a couple more of our entries or submissions, if you will, of guys that have emailed uh, regarding is competing and working hard enough for this season. Fred Baudet 
said, hello, Jason, your podcast is great. I've been listening to it for a while, and I always look forward to it. Thank you, Fred. He said, is it enough this year for the Flyers to work hard? His answer, from my point of view, I want the Flyers to be entertaining. Working hard is one component. Improving is another component. And having a chance to win games is important. He said, right now the Flyers are working hard, and they are slowly improving. I'm particularly happy about the defensive play and goaltending overall this year, but I think they must find a way to win 50% of the time. Last night's game was entertaining, even with a heartbreaking loss. Take care, and I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. I had a great Thanksgiving, Fred. Thank you. Um, you know, that's an interesting word, entertaining. Sports are entertainment, and they're an escape, and they we want them to take us away from our real-world problems, job, money, kids, everything. There's stresses in life, and sports is a great, great distraction. But entertaining is winning the huge component of entertaining for some. I've seen a lot of entertaining games that the team I was rooting for didn't win. I've seen a lot of games that weren't entertaining that my team did win. (laughs) But, you know, to be entertaining, you have to have players that you respect. In sports, there's teams that we look at over the years in Philadelphia and say, that was a really likable team. And just because, you know, you're a winning team doesn't mean that that's automatic likable. Like the 93 Phils, very likable with that crew of Dykstra, maybe not now, but Kruk and all Darren Dalton and all of those guys. And then you look at the, you know, the 2007, 8, 9 Phillies with, Utley, Rollins, and Howard, very likable. The 2010 Flyers, yeah, they went to a cup final, but Briere, Gagne, Richards, Carter, Bush, Kimo Timonen, Chris Pronger. These guys were all likable. Was it Were they likable, though, because we liked the result, or were they likable because we just liked the way they play? And what do all those players that I just mentioned have in common? They all played honestly. They all worked hard. Chase Utley worked his butt off. Jimmy Rollins, Ryan, they all did. All those players I just mentioned, chemo, consummate pros. That To me, that's the biggest element of likable and likability. Personality off the field of play, that's great too. Jimmy Rollins is you know, one of the great personalities in you know, the last 20 years in Philadelphia sports. Mike Richards, not so much. Didn't have a great personality. Publicly. Also, Fred said that working hard is one component and improve, improving is another component. And I agree there too. We need to see improvement this season, whether it's in specific players, whether it's in team play, whether it's in just our mindset going forward. That needs to improve as a fan base. The way that improves as a fan base is by one thing seeing the hockey team take steps forward. And let's get to one more. This one came via DM from Drew on uh, Twitter, and he said, Hello, Jason, big fan of your podcast, and enjoy your great insight and hockey talk. Well, you're you're making me blush. Uh, On a recent show, you were perplexed as to why analytics show an improved Flyers team in all categories versus the beginning of the season. However, the team is losing games they were previously winning. He said, Did you consider that Carter Hart's play has been less than stellar over the past five games? Montreal, 875, Boston, and 875, Columbus, and 848. These are safe percentages. Ottawa, 885, and the Columbus Blue Jackets, 889. 
I'm not shouldering the recent losing streak solely on Hart, but everyone in the Philadelphia hockey world seems to conveniently ignore the fact that when Carter plays well, as he did in the early part of the season, the Flyers win. When he plays poorly, as he has during our losing streak, the losses pile up. Thanks. Well, he clearly has not been as dominant as he was with that start of the season where he went 6-0-2. I mean, his save percentage after those first eight starts of his went 6-0-2, was 9-49. Certainly, he has not been that dominant. And the save percentages that you mentioned are all below 900, which is below average. They have He has seen less shots, so that also drives save percentage down. But he also has allowed more goals. His play has not been at the same standard that he set in the beginning of the year. And by the eye test watching Hart, I look at it and I, I've watched his games and there's some goals, yeah, that he would certainly like to have back. But to me, that has not been the reason why they have not won. The analytics have been better. The process has been better. Really, the reason why I think, especially mired in this eight-game skid and 11 of their last 13, and a large portion of the game's close if you take away empty net goals, I think the biggest thing has been the really bad mistake causing a goal. You know, whether it's the Calgary game with the two two-on-ones with no coverage coming back, whether that's in Boston, the blown coverage on Noshik, whether that's against Ottawa or even the Columbus game where there was an egregious mistake in that game as well. Is he as dominant as he was in the beginning of the season? No. Has he been the issue and prevent them from winning? I don't think so because also the other part of the equation is He's playing for a team that does not give him a lot of run support. He does not get a lot of goals to deal with. Very difficult for a goaltender knowing that if I give up more than two, we're likely going to lose the game because we don't score a lot. The Flyers, goals for games played in the NHL, they are ranked 32nd in the league. They are averaging 2.5 goals per game. The Chicago Blackhawks are just ahead of them at 2.53. That's that's a, I mean that's hard. In other words, if I give up more than two goals, by averages, we're gonna lose, and there's no margin for error, and that's really difficult, especially with the injuries that they're dealing with as well. All right, everybody, that's gonna put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. Flyers pens this afternoon at five thirty. We will break it down tomorrow. We'll also preview Flyers Islanders. So it's Black Friday today. If you're going down to the game, Ryan Smith and I will be doing the radio duties in the East Food Hall outside Section 115. Stop by and join us there. If not, we will talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily. Be what you want to be. See what you came to see. Been what you want to be. I don't like what I see.